I'm really excited because I, I see God doing so many wonderful things in our church. And if you haven't experienced that, now is the time like never before. Now is the time. This next year, we're going to place a, a very heavy emphasis upon three things in the direction of Series Church. Number one, families. Can you say amen to that? By the way, the Malachi message of uh, Malachi chapter 4 message is that the uh, Elijah message will be one to restore the hearts of their fathers to their sons and the hearts of their sons to the father. There's a restoration of family according to God's model. Amen? The second uh, push will be an emphasis on evangelism, the work of saving souls. Amen? And this is the thing, you guys. Once we get to heaven, that's it. There, there is no more work of soul saving. This is the time to do it. Amen? And the third thing will be leadership training. Uh, God does not call us to be self-centered and self-focused. He calls us to expand and to branch out. And this requires to develop leaders. And I believe God is wanting to do some awesome things this next coming year. The theme will be for such a time as this. For such a time as this, right? Can't think of any better time than now. Amen? Well, you know what? It's, it's very interesting. Um, I was talking to Chris Nelson, and he saw the, the title of the sermon, and the title of the sermon is called Headless Turkeys, and uh, he said that somebody came up to him and heard last week's sermon about the women and thought to themselves, this week's sermon must be about the men. <laughs> Headless Turkeys. Well, folks, you know, here's the thing, and I mean this. It's okay that you're struggling with God. Amen? It's okay that you're struggling and you don't meet the mark. Amen? God has, wants to do great things in your life. And you come to Him just as you are. And even if you don't meet the mark, we want you here at series. Amen? Even if you want a virtuous wife but a vicious knife, we want you here at series. Amen? Even if you don't meet the qualifications of a godly mother, this is the place where you learn how to be. Amen? Series, God, God's arm is open to every person. Amen? Well, why don't we start with the word of prayer, then we're going to jump into this message rapid fire. And if you plan on complaining about how fast I talk, I just want to let you know there are always audio recordings. <laughs> so let's bow our heads right now. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your goodness and for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, that we can come and worship you just as we are, God, sinful, helpless, and needy. But Lord, we praise you that you not only make our names beautiful in heaven, but God, you make our characters beautiful on earth. And Jesus, thank you. You don't leave us where we're at, but you pick us up and you deliver us from the ruin of sin and you set us on the right path again. And Father, we have all fallen so short this week of your goodness, of your glory. But God, we thank you for the blood that restores us and creates in us a clean heart. We pray, Lord, with this sermon that it would be fruitful, God, and that we would walk away tremendously blessed because we know we have been in the presence with Jesus. Thank you, God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. We're going to be looking at a very interesting story. Take your Bible, go to Luke chapter 17. 
Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. This is going to be a very interesting sermon. I believe that uh, God has some special things He wants to communicate to you. But we're going to the very first story found in Luke chapter 17. You know, growing up, Thanksgiving was very interesting for me. Um, we never really celebrated it. We came from a, I come from a Hindu background, and in the Indian culture, it's not really a holiday we really recognize. But I was always surrounded by a lot of friends who did recognize this holiday. And uh, it's very interesting. The one thing I would know about Thanksgiving was this, that it was just a day where people ate a lot and got sick the next day. And that's all I knew about Thanksgiving growing up. As I began to take classes in school, I would learn about the pilgrims and the Indians. And it's actually very interesting. Somebody came up to me late, earlier this week and they said, I know you should dress up like an Indian this week. <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, anyways, um, I, you know, this is the way a lot of us have a sort of an understanding of Thanksgiving. But actually, it's very interesting. Thanksgiving actually is in line with what the Bible teaches. Did you know that throughout the Old Testament, God actually instructed the Israelites to have days of Thanksgiving? Not just one part of the year, but throughout the entire year, they were to have various feast days. And at these feast days, they were, come, they were to come together and have a, very, a certain type of meal and recall the goodness of God. You know what Ellen White says? She says something very interesting. She says, well, would it be good for our churches to have more days of thanksgiving? Days that God's people come together and over a, a delicious meal fellowship. Now, the end goal of thanksgiving is not turkey. The end goal of thanksgiving is not to have a, a stuffed stomach. Now, one of the reasons why God allowed food into the feast days or put food into the feast days is because food is comforting. Can you say amen to that? And with the fellowship and with the food, it was designed to communicate a time of praise and happiness. You know, sometimes during Thanksgiving, we're running around with like uh, turkeys with our head cut off. You know, it's so busy, and we're just running around, we're trying to get things ready, and it's like when the parents are trying to take pictures, and they're saying, all right, children, I want you to be happy. We're a happy family. Take a picture. And they take a picture, and everyone's trying to smile at a moment when it's not really happy. Folks, the one thing we don't want to forget about this season, about this time, is the time for us to call forth the praises of God. Amen? To lift up our hearts to Jesus. We have more to be thankful for than we do to complain. I want to say that one more time. We have more to be thankful for than we do to complain. Amen? All right, take your Bible. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Now go to verse 11. A very interesting encounter in the life of Christ. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he went through Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Both Samaria and Galilee were not only known to be poor areas, but they were also known to be filled with people who were not Jewish, Gentiles. These areas were not the areas where you want to sort of set up your home. 
But this is very interesting. Jesus is taking a detour in his journey, and he's going through the villages of Samaria and Galilee. And by the way, it was in both these villages that he was rejected. At one time by the Samaritans and one time by the Galileans. They were about to throw him over the cliff. Yet Jesus is making another route through it, and he's going through this village of Samaria, and he's going through the village of Galilee, and watch what happens. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were what? Lepers. Ten leprous men who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. So these ten lepers are there. They're keeping a special distance from Jesus because they know about the Mosaic Law and just not to in any way scare away Jesus or his disciples. They keep a good distance and they say, Lord, have mercy on us. And Jesus stops and looks. You know, one of the reasons why Jesus had to be very careful about dealing with the lepers was because it could attract the wrong type of attention. If more lepers found out about it, and lepers were specifically isolated and quarantined, but if more lepers found out about it, they would rush to Jesus, and more people would stay away from Jesus as a result of it. So Jesus had to navigate through that time and through that period very carefully. So here he is, he's walking through this village, and all of a sudden these ten lepers, they say with a loud voice, Jesus, have mercy on us! Now watch what happens. Verse 14, so he saw them, so when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. So these ten lepers continue going on their way. They take the advice of Jesus. They turn around as they make their way towards the priest to be checked out. All of a sudden, they were cleansed. It's very interesting. This was part of the Levitical requirement that when a leper was healed or he felt that he no longer had this disease, he had to go to the priests. Now, the priests were like the doctors of the Old Testament, and they were required to check it out. And if this man passed all the criteria of being clean, he would be deemed ready to be uh, joined back to society. And so Jesus, not wanting to cut bridges with the Pharisees, but wanting to build bridges and show them, look, I follow the same law as you do. He told the ten lepers, hey, go back to those priests, go back to those Pharisees, and let them check you out. And so these lepers, by faith, followed the word of God, and as they make their way there, all of a sudden, whoop, they're clean. Now see what happens next. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a what? Loud voice. Pay attention to that terminology. Loud voice. Glorified God. Fell down on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. And he was a what? Now, it's very interesting. The Bible mentions that this particular leper was a Samaritan. Okay, you know why that's very interesting? Because when you were a leper... Distinctions didn't matter. But the Bible is very careful to point out that when this man was cleansed, he was specifically a Samaritan. Not everybody in the group was probably a Samaritan. When you were a leper, you still go to that colony, regardless if you're a Jew or rather you're a Samaritan. That's where, the, that's where you go. Your body's falling apart. You all look like a mess. You guys are all together. 
However, this specific individual, when he realizes he's healed, he turns around and he rushes towards Jesus. And the Bible says, specifically, with a loud voice, he glorified God. And then it says, and he was a Samaritan. Now you may think to yourself, Anel, I know where you're going with this sermon. I like when people think that. It gives me an opportunity to fool them. Now look at the next part. Verse 17, Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? It's like, wait a minute, how come there's only one of you? There's only, I thought there was, I thought there was ten of you. Now watch what happens. But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Apparently, these other individuals decided that they didn't need to go back to Jesus. They were so enthusiastic about everything that was happening that they began to race off, and they forgot about the one who had healed them. They forgot about the one who had cleansed them. Except for one individual, he was so struck with the goodness of God and the realization of this man, Jesus, he turns around immediately and just in the moment he flees to him and he falls down and the Bible says specifically, with a loud voice, he glorified God. He couldn't contain himself. He was so shocked with what God had done for him. How God had had mercy upon someone who was not deserving of it. And the Bible says with a loud voice, he glorified God. Now that's very interesting. Jesus turns around and he says, wait a second. I thought there was ten of you. And there's only one who has returned, this foreigner. This individual who would be deemed unlikely to return. This individual who probably knew less about Jesus and about the Messiah than the others. He returns to give God glory. He returns to give God thanks. You know why this is very interesting? I'll show you why. Take your Bible, go to Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14, start with verse 6. Revelation chapter 14, starting with verse 6, and watch what the Bible says right here. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of what? Heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, and saying with a what? A loud voice, fear God and give glory to Him. You know what the Bible describes in Revelation? It describes a group of people who are going to be preaching and experiencing a message. Notice what I just said. They're not just preaching a message. They're experiencing this message. A three angels message. A three tiered message. The first message is very interesting. It consists of saying with a loud voice, fear God and give what? Glory Glory to Him. Now watch what else it says. For the hour of His judgment has Come. Folks, I want you to understand something. What distinguishes God's people at the end of time is not how much they know. 
What distinguishes God's people is that they give glory and praise and honor and thanksgiving to God in a time where it seems like there is no reason to give God glory, thanks, and praise. Folks, do you understand that? Do you understand what's supposed to distinguish God's people from everybody else? That their hearts are lifted up to God and they're continually giving thanks and glory and honor to Jesus regardless of the circumstances that are happening all around them. As the world gets continually worse, as things begin to take place more rapidly in intensity and frequency, what is going to distinguish God's people is not how much they know, but their very attitude in the midst of everything that's happening. They are going to be a people who are continually going to give God thanksgiving and praise. And you notice the same terminology that was found among the ten lepers is found in Revelation 14 describing the first angel's message. And by the way, you know why they're fearing God and giving glory to him? Not because they're afraid of the judgment. Because they're excited for the judgment. You know why? The very fact the investigative judgment's happening, it means one thing. Jesus draws near. Amen? They're excited about the judgment because they know Jesus is coming back. But these people are a, people, a group of people who are giving God glory in the midst of everything that's happening all around them. You know, a lot of times when it comes to us humans, we, uh, we tend to sort of falter at the slightest quake. When something bad happens, we immediately change our tone, our attitude, the direction of our life, and we say, God, I can't handle this. You ever meet some people, they'll say to you, I'm struggling right now. Why are you struggling? I can't make my payment on the second Mercedes today. <laughs> Life's falling apart. Everything's going down the drain. Or you meet somebody who's just like, I'm having the worst day of my entire life. Why? I got a B plus on the exam. <laughs> Think about this. We get messed up when little things happen to us. How are we going to survive the end of time? Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times God will allow trials to come into your life because he is prepping you for things that are going to come in the future. And if we're having difficulty giving God thanks, honor, and praise in these times, how are we going to do it during those times? Remember what I said to you, what distinguishes God's people at the end of time is not just what they know, but what they're doing. They're giving God glory in a time when it seems like they shouldn't. When everything around them is falling apart, when even it seems like their own health is falling apart, they're giving God glory. And by the way, you want to know which character parallels with the people at the end of time? You're going to say Abraham, Moses, Job. You know what happened to Job's life is figurative of what's going to happen to the people at the end. Although they will be untouched by those plagues, they will still be affected by those plagues. Do you guys know that the first ten plagues, that the ten plagues that fell upon Egypt, the first three of those plagues fell upon everybody, including the Israelites? It was when the beginning of the, the fourth plague 
that the plague did, plagues no longer fell upon the Egyptians. The last seven plagues did not, only, did not fall upon the Israelites. It only fell upon the Egyptians. Revelation describing seven last plagues that are going to fall upon the wicked. God's people are going to be saved during those times. But you know what that tells us? The parallel? That prior to those seven plagues, God's people will have to go through a time of trouble that's going to affect them. But if we're having difficulty giving God thanks and honor and praise and glory in these times, how are we going to do it during that? Amen? How are we going to do it then? Folks, I'm going to let you know why. It's when you give God glory, not because of what's happening around you, but because of who God is. Do you know there's only two places throughout, two places throughout the New Testament in which Jesus told the people of God to rejoice? Yeah. Two places. He told God's people, you can rejoice because of this. In other words, you can be happy because of this. If you're going to center your happiness upon something, center it upon this. You know what it was? It was once where he told the man who was paralyzed, he said, son, be of good cheer because you're what? You're about to be healed. Is that what he said? He said, son, be of good cheer because circumstances are going to work out for your benefit. What did he say? He said, son, be of good cheer because your sins are forgiven. Do you remember another time where he spoke to the, his own disciples? His own disciples were like, oh, praise God. The demons are subject to us. We baptized 50,000 people. We made elders out of all of them. And 30 of them became pastors. Praise God for that. And you know what Jesus said to them? Don't rejoice because the demons are subject to you. You know what he said? Rejoice because your names are written where? In heaven. Do you see what Jesus is doing? He's trying to help the people of God not center their happiness and joy upon the fleeting things of this world, but rather upon that cross that was established 2,000 years ago. Amen? And folks, I want to say this too. The purpose of a relationship with God is not salvation. Do you understand what I said? The purpose of a relationship with God is not salvation. But the purpose of salvation is a relationship with God. You know what Ellen White says heaven is? It is a ceaseless approaching of God. God grants to us his grace. And he enables us to enter into a relationship with God. You know, I talked about the virtuous woman last week. I said this very clearly. I want to repeat this. The virtuous woman is not causing grace. Rather, she is the cause of grace. Amen? God has redeemed you through his precious blood. And when you look at the cross, what you find is a stability and a settling in your faith. When we look away from the cross, you know what begins to happen? We begin to be shaken left, and we begin shaken to the right, and all of a sudden, you know what we begin to do? We begin to misplace our happiness and joy upon the things of this world. We'll say, no, I'm not having a real clear understanding and joy in my walk with God, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to place my happiness more into the things of this world, and then all of a sudden, that goes good for some time, then all of a sudden, it, we get discouraged, 
and things fall apart, and then all of a sudden we're broken. Look, I don't in any way diminish the fact that we go through trials. We go through trials, amen? But you know what I do diminish? False concepts about the goodness of God during those trials. God is still good regardless of circumstances. Amen? God is still good even when life isn't good. We have more reasons to be thankful for God than we do to complain about. Some people wear their complaints on their face. I've been told that too. Anel, you always look like you're frowning. It's not easy to smile and preach at the same time. That's why we have all those signs up there to remind me. But folks, I want you to understand something. Ellen White says in the book Ministry of Healing, nothing does more to, to, to promote health of body and mind than gratitude. Amen. Giving thanks to Jesus. Giving praise and honor and glory to God. Now let me ask you a question. On your way to church today, are there more complaints coming out of your mouth or more praises? Were you lifting others to Jesus or were you breaking people down? Folks, our center has to be upon the cross. Amen? In it we find our glory, our joy, and our happiness. Now we're going to do something very special like I told you guys. I want everybody to take your Bible and we're going to actually have a time of meditation. You like meditation? You sound like a Hindu, Anil. We're going to have a time of contemplation. Take your Bible. I want you to open up to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. I was really praying that this would be a more worshipful time during the message. Psalm 103. And what I want you to do with Psalm 103 is I just want you to spend a few moments reading it. Just spend a few moments reading it. And ask yourself, what things do I have to be thankful for today? Psalm 103. have much to be thankful for? Amen. How many people were blessed by the reading of scripture in the church? Amen. Isn't there something to it? Just reading God's word, allowing the spirit to minister to you through the scripture. How many people just want to praise God right now? Now we're going to take it to the next step. The Bible says in Psalms 35, I will give thanks to God in the midst of of the assembly, giving God glory publicly. You know what we're going to do now? We're actually going to have a time of thanksgiving where you get to come up and you get to share in some way in which God has blessed you in some way you want to give him thanks, honor, and glory. Just a few things to remember. Number one, make sure that you don't take up the entire time. There's going to be other people who do want to give thanks to God. 
Number two, it is not a time to criticize others, but a time to lift others to Jesus. Amen? Folks, who feels compelled by the Spirit today? I want to come up here and I want to give God thanks. Come up here. Thank you. I'd just like to thank the Lord for my sobriety. It's been four years, guys. And uh, <laughs> praise God. And with that just came so many other blessings, you know. Um, my, my family is uh, dedicated to him, and, and they just love Jesus so much, and I couldn't want any more. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on up. Why don't you tell us your name also? Happy Sabbath. Uh, my name is Jane Ganderella, and I just want to thank the Lord for the Sabbath day. Amen. I want to thank all of you, my brothers and sisters. I want to thank my, my families, my mom and dad, and I want to thank my sister Connie that's, that's here right now. She will be baptized uh, very soon. And I, I thank all of you because I love all of you. And you are truly my brothers and sisters, and I am thankful for all of you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Who else is ready to come forward? This is the time to give God glory. Amen. My name is Gary Cornish. Uh, I want to thank uh, God for uh, bringing my wife to me. Without her, I probably wouldn't have found God. So I really thank, thank him for doing that for me. And uh, every day I wake up, and a lot of people wake up and say, good God, it's morning. I wake up and say, good morning, God. So thank you. Amen. Amen. We have much to be thankful for. Amen. Folks, we just praise God. We have so many blessings from the Lord. Anybody else want to come forward? Yeah, come forward. This is the time. There may be also somebody who has never spoken up for the Lord. This may be your time. There are a lot of things uh, to be thankful, but number one, we get a thankful for our new uh, daughter that joined us. It's, just, it's not my wife at birth, but we have uh, Ruby Santos McPayo that joined us. It's really a blessing for us that additional to my circle of love, you know, I got a love of wife, love of sons, and love of daughter. I'm still looking for love, grandkids, hopefully for the future. <laughs> but the second thing is my job. Sometimes I don't realize that how blessed, I know all of us get a blessing in different ways while we're doing or serving God through our job. But God, I bless God that really he put me in this kind of job that anywhere I go, I always bring my family, any kind of uh, event, the, the convention, any kinds, uh, delivering. One of my family is always with me. I just praise God for that. And also, the, you know, the, the Christian books around are closing. We're only two of us here. 
diversely in me. So through your prayers and support, I'm here. I know it's a blessing for us. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Joe, we really appreciate your family. Form a line right there if you'd like. Good morning, happy Sabbath. Um, my name is Connie Nash, and um, my sister Janie Ganarelli announced I'm going to be baptized very soon. And I want to thank God for His mercy and His abundant love. Amen. 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 I want to thank God that uh, he was so good to bring us here to California to find these lovely people, this lovely congregation that we belong to, you don't know some of you that have been brought up and know what it is to be in an Adventist family all your lives. I didn't have the privilege, but God somehow had his hand over me. And uh, for some reason, when we were just young, you might say children, we were married young back back east we came from the east and uh, my my husband couldn't even drive a truck we had a brand new truck and we loaded it and come to california why i don't know but my brother-in-law had a uh, ranch that my husband learned from him how to to grow pre-peaches and he was so proud of himself and I was proud because the, the fruit he would grow was amazing. And we worked hard. We had a rest home. You all will know. Uh, now I'm kind of disabled, as you see, because I have a spinal problem. It's arthritis caught up. He, he decided to move in, and I don't think he's leaving. But anyway... Sister, we want to give praise to God. Amen? I, Amen. I, you want to get to that praise? I guess I, guess <laughs> I better sit down and let the preacher preach, not me. Amen. Amen. Well, I really want to say I'm with her. I wasn't raised an Adventist, and God did have his hand on me. That's not what I'm up here praising him for. I praise him all the time. But I want to praise him for this service today. I don't know whether it's touched your heart as it has mine. But I just want to thank this young man for what he does and what he says. And I want to thank the praise team. The songs that they selected this morning touched my heart. And there's just so much to praise God for. When do you stop? Amen. And, you know, I mean, he's been so good. To every one of us, even in times of trial, and, and when our heart aches for lost ones, he's there. He carries you in his arms. You don't know that, but he's there. And I just want to say thank you for the privilege of saying thank you Amen. to my Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else who wants to come up? All right. 
I just want to say thank you to God for the unconditional love of children and um, they being able to work with them and stuff in the junior room is a blessing and I think I get more out of it than they do and um, my kids my two boys teach me more about life every day than I think I teach them so I just thank you I just want to thank God for for children and their and their love amen amen praise the Lord amen okay I'm Bernice Lewis I can't hardly talk though in July the 21st I have seven children I lost my son July the 21st and then I found this church I hadn't been going to church but after he went to heaven I got myself over here with all the help from everybody here. I have my granddaughter, his baby, one baby. She comes with me. I have my daughter that we hadn't had a lot to be with each other, but she lost her husband six months or so ago. And now I thank God I think Jesus, and right now, it took everything, but I think I felt Satan holding me, don't go, don't go. And I said, yes, God, I'm going. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're glad you're here. Anybody else want to come forward and give God glory? Now's the time. God is glorified by your thanksgiving. He is glorified by it. Hi, my name's Jan. I want to praise God and thank him for our church family and our church leadership and the relationship that we can have with him through prayer. And I praise God that this is a praying church. And I just want to say thank you, God, at Thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Hi, my name is Phyllis Zabala, and I have a lot of uh, thanks, uh, a lot of praises for God, for, for my church family, and I want to praise him for bringing me out of the darkness into his marvelous light, and I just want to thank you for, thank God for everything he's done for me in my life. Amen. Amen. Good morning. My name is Royce. I want to thank God for the Adventist message, without which we would be floundering like so many people in the world. I want to thank God for my health. I'll be 75 in January, and he's blessed me with a lot of good health. I want to thank God for my career. I taught public school for 32 years, and it was the most wonderful job in the world. I want to thank God for my family. Uh, my wife and I raised five children. I have 12 grandchildren, and I just was blessed recently with a great-granddaughter. Thank you. Amen. 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 
I've always liked verses 11 and 12 of Psalms 103 because the Lord will remove our sins as far as we are from the heavens, from the east to the west. I teach mathematics in high school, and there's a concept there, and that's called infinity. And uh, unfortunately, when I talked about my kids, I can't talk about God and his infinity and his love. I talk about when you divide by zero into a number, you get an undefined because it goes to infinity. And it's really, your answer is nothing. But in our lives, when we go to infinity, God fills that void, and he has the unfathomable, unbelievable love that he'll forgive us. And that's it's just incredible. Amen. 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 Anybody else want to come forward? Now is the time to give God glory. He is honored by your thanksgiving and your praise. Has he blessed you with health? Has he taken care of you today? This year, has he done wonderful things for you? Now is the time to honor and glorify him. Now is the time to give him thanks. My name is Luz Maria. I am here to thank the Lord for saving a person like me. Amen. He loves me so much. I know that. And I thank you for our pastor, for my family, my friends. Thank God. Amen. 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 My name is Nate Willis, and I am just overwhelmed this year because for the past seven or eight years, my wife and I have been over-the-road 18-wheel truckers, and many Thanksgivings we would be on the road. I mean, actually driving on the road. And this would be the first time in years we have been home. God blessed us with a little local contract. We can work in California, and I'm just so thankful for it. And I want to thank the Lord also for my wife, who through all those thousands of miles, through blizzards and windstorms and floods, she was right there with me, supporting me, helping me. And without her, I don't think I could have done it. But God is working in our life, and I want to thank you for that. Amen. Amen. One of the first things we'll do when we get to heaven is thank our angel for the ways he has kept us safe. Talking about angel keep us safe. You know, most of you know I live in uh, Merced, and this is my sister Jenny. She's visiting me from uh, Orlando, Florida, and and she's we're heading back to San Jose because her plane's tomorrow. So we thought we should drop by the church here and on the way to San Jose again. And um, and we're we're on Livingston there, and I was changing lane. I looked back and I saw a tire blew out. She was following me with a camera in. And then all of a sudden, I saw the tire flew out from the, was it left, left side? Yes, the left rear um, tire on the interstate this and, morning. And just right now, half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago, and then, uh, then her car looked back, her car was spinning. Oh, 
three times, and I, all, I saw all the car was just skidding, smoke was coming out. I thought, oh no, her car gonna flip, and someone gonna crash into her. And luckily, nothing happened. Angel was among us. You know, I was praise the Lord. We didn't have to go to Disneyland to enjoy the ride. <laughs> she got the ride, the interstate. So we enjoyed that. So, and, and, the, and the cops, and then they couldn't believe it. Everybody thought they, she was gonna flip because, you know, when the tire, I thought her whole tire came off. So yes. I'll let her continue. Yes. Well, we were very um, fortunate that um, my brother decided to come along with me because I was actually going to drive by my, myself to L.A. and the tires separated. And it was very nice that there was a gentleman behind me he, who um, also stopped Two. to check to see if we were all right. And it's just very nice that there are so many kind people out there, including the police officer who, who guided us back on the road. And so we're very grateful for um, traveling mercies and safety this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why don't we do a few more? Is there anybody else who wants to come forward? This is the time. This is the time. All right. My name is Robert. A number of years ago, I walked near the valley of the shadow of death. And when I was finally able to come home, I desired a spirit-filled understanding more than ever. And I got to reading, as recorded in Isaiah 61, and also in Luke 4, the healing ministry of Jesus, that he would heal all the effects of sin and spiritual death and that the healing ministry of Jesus would certainly encompass every need of human lives. I would give him the praise, the honor, and the glory for that promise. And then I read in Joel that the miracle of the grace of God is that he can make the past as if it never were. For that and for the restoring healing that Jesus has done in my life and the lives of others, I give him the praise again, the honor and the glory forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, I'm Mary Evelyn Johnson. If um, it would take me forever throughout eternity to thank God for all his blessings to me. I thank him for my family, my church family, um, our school family, and for God, he is my forever friend and my angel who I have, I called Nathan. And, um, <laughs> I have seven people who have catastrophic illness right now, and I praise him for each day that he's giving them of life. Amen. Amen. Mary, can we name our angels? <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. <laughs> 
Hello, um, my name is Felipe and uh, my wife Sandra. And I really, I really want to uh, say thanks to God because uh, we are since a couple of days that we, uh, we're getting out of drugs and um, we, uh, we pray because this is the third time that we're getting out from this, um, this problem and we know that we trust ourselves that we're going to get out from this thing. It's something that really takes you all the way down. I take you to be on nothing. We really want to thank uh, Miss Marie that she opened the door of her house and without her, it's, uh, we can say that we are totally nothing because there is some people that they, uh, they took all our stuff, they took our car, they took all our property, our, our clothes. They, don't, they just don't want to give us anything. And um, I, try, I, I think that if we prayed on, uh, on God, these people were thinking that they, that's all we have, that's everything we have. We have three kids, and um, only the reason, because we get into the drugs, there, there is nothing that we can do to see them. There is no way to talk to them, but if we all together, if, I can really, I can say that I really thank all you guys. If you guys prayed for us, just to um, let these people thinking about the way, the way they're doing with our stuff, the way they are doing with all our things, is not is not the right way because we I think we do uh, we work very hard to get our all our stuff and um, can, can we pray for you right now? Yes, yeah, let's pray for them right now. You guys. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, God, that you love this couple. And God, that you are reaching out to them. Thank you, God, that, that your angels are still over them, Lord, and you have not forsaken them. We pray, God, that you'd restore them, Lord, and that you would build them up again. Father, we pray that throughout the rest of the Sabbath and into this week, God, that they would sense, Lord, things falling in place for them, God, because you are showing them that you are God and that you are able to take care of their needs. Bless them, God, in a very special way. Let their hearts just be lifted up to you, God, to know that you are taking care of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks. I want to say thanks, God, for the new opportunity and for the life. Amen. Hi, I'm new to the church. My name's Amy Jones. Um, I've had recently two very special things to be thankful for. I've been given the pleasure to participate in a 40 days of prayer with my grandmother and see the Holy Spirit, how he can work through our lives when we just allow him to. And more than that, not to put her on the spot, but I want to thank so much for my baby sister coming back into the church. It's been such a blessing to feel my family as a whole again with her back in God's arms and I want her to know how much we all love seeing her back here. Thank you. Amen. 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 The highest joy we can experience is the joy of seeing others saved. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's do one more.
Travis. My name is Karina Castillo, and I want to give thanks to the Lord today because I've been very sick for the last couple of months. Um, as many of you know, I've been hospitalized due to stress from work. Um, unfortunately, I lost my job, but my children are still here at the school, and I give thanks to God for my husband, my children, my family, my mom, who's always next to me, for Anil, who went and prayed for me while I was in the hospital. And even though I had a severe anxiety attack this week, I'm here this morning, and I give thanks to God for that. Amen. Amen. I was hoping about this one over here. Right here. Uh, yes, uh, I just want to thank God for church family that prays for me. Uh, this last week, I, something happened, and I got dizzy, and I almost fainted, and I had a bad headache, and, uh, but I went to the doctor, and thank God that it wasn't my heart. And they told me that uh, they're going to do some more checkups on me, but uh, I just praise God that I have church family and family members to pray for me. And uh, again, thank you all for the prayers. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. All right. I want to thank the church family for the prayers for our family and, and for the other people in the church. This church is very special in the, the way that it pulls together and that the way that it prays for the members in need. And, and I hope each one of you understand how much that means and what a difference that makes. It's made a huge difference in our family. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm thankful for... Well, praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord knows your heart. Amen. Amen. Folks, we have much to be thankful for. Amen. I just want to challenge you during Thanksgiving time when you're gathered together and you're around your friends and your family, make it a time of Thanksgiving. Rejoice. Look forward. Look up. God is doing awesome things, amen? And especially thank Him for what He has done for you 2,000 years ago. He covered you with His precious blood. Amen? This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.